On November is National Family Caregivers Month, a time to recognize and honor caregivers across the country who support the health and well-being of their family members and loved ones. We know that caregiving can be taxing emotionally. Statistics show that caring for people living with a chronic condition like cancer can cause high levels of emotional stress. This can have a negative impact on a caregiver's and their patient's mental health. Here with me now to discuss the impact of blood cancers like chronic lymphoma, leukemia, or CLL on the mental health of patients and caregivers and to share helpful resources that are available is Dr. Ken Miller of Sinai Hospital in Baltimore, Maryland. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, and, and thanks for having me. Um, I'm really happy and glad to have this opportunity to talk about National Caregivers Month, talk about blood cancers, and also to talk about chronic lymphocytic leukemia. Um, and it's a great opportunity to recognize uh, caregivers and the work that they do and to celebrate them as well. Indeed. Now, um, tell us a little bit more about the significance of National Family Caregivers Month as it um, relates to cancers? Sure. Um, you know, unfortunately, cancer is a common disease and, and most families have had some, some personal experience with cancer at some time in their lives. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, CLL in particular is, is a specific blood cancer. There's 200,000 uh, people living with CLL in the United States, the most common leukemia. And so if you picture if there's 200,000 patients with CLL, how many um, family members and caregivers there are? There, there's a lot. Um, it's a disease where, you know, uh, it's chronic. People can live with it for, for many, many years or decades even. Um, and it does affect a different part of points of time in the illness, it does have effects on mental health, anxiety, depression, worry, uh, all the things which come naturally when life changes so quickly and, and so significantly uh, with a diagnosis. Yes, indeed, absolutely. Now, um, we know there's, like you said, there's already mounting um, emotional and mental health effects for this situation, CLL, for the patients and caregivers. Tell us how has COVID-19 um, added an extra layer of that um, affecting of mental health for people living with CLL and other blood cancers? Yeah, so well, first of all, yeah, thanks for that question. It really has affected. Um, you know, during the past two and a half years, and it's coming on three years at this point, uh, people with blood cancers uh, have had a lot of extra stress. Uh, 90, we, I did a survey with AstraZeneca, 96% of patients with blood cancers reported that their mental health, health was significantly affected. Um, and so what, is that, what does that mean? Well, typically you'd have a network. The network would be your family. It, would, it may be uh, people from the church. It would be your neighbors. It would be uh, other families that your children go to school with. Well, people have been worried and scared and wearing masks and, and afraid to come visit people with, uh, who diagnosed with cancer, uh, afraid they'd get them sick, afraid that they would get you sick, et cetera. So it's been a difficult time. <clears throat> Truthfully, even just the aspect, often people as a gesture of, of love and support 
give each other a hug. I, you know, doctors shake hands or give a hug for that matter, but uh, we don't shake hands as much. We're wearing masks. It's, it's been a very challenging time on top of all the stress of, of uh, having an illness or being a caregiver for someone with an illness. Yes, indeed. Um, now, you mentioned a survey. Um, can you share more about the results from that survey? Sure. Um, this was a survey of, <clears throat> of people diagnosed with a blood, blood cancer, um, really focusing on, uh, on COVID, on this period of the pandemic. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, we did not have a, a historical control, but I'll just share, obviously, mental health issues, uh, anxiety, depression are common in people with blood diseases. But common is one thing and 96% is really another. So it became universal. Uh, the impact of mental health. <clears throat> the other thing we saw, just a piece of uh, important data, uh, typically patients would report, at least in my experience, that um, you know they were getting support from many different resources, including all the community resources, uh, friends and family. And during the pandemic, um, over 70% of people really had to rely on just on family for support. So. And it's, uh, it's challenging being a family member. I, I'm gonna share very briefly a story with you. Uh, 22 years ago, my wife Joan had acute leukemia uh, and was very, very ill. Thankfully, she's okay. But um, I remember vividly that experience of <clears throat> trying to take care of Joan who was really sick, trying to get her, help her live and, and survive and, and get better also taking care of three kids who were 15, 11, and seven, and all had different needs. And, and also a little bit trying to take care of myself. Um, and trying to juggle those um, is very, very difficult. So to say the least, I always felt like I wasn't quite uh, doing enough or getting it right. Um, we don't learn how to do this. There's not a course that we take, and there's not there's really not a book that a manual that says this is how we should do it. So they're very challenging times. Um, with CLL, it's a chronic disease, and so really my hope is I'll put on my physician's hat for a second is that my patients who have CLL can live with that disease both physically live with it it's a chronic disease but also emotionally live with it and create a new normal um, and I'll throw in there because it's important not just bounce back from the diagnosis but really bounce forward uh, in terms of uh, good quality of life Yes, I love that um, bounce forwardness on living with a health condition, and um, just want to, you know, applaud you for your care of your wife. I know that was a very stressful time for you, and I'm glad to hear that she's feeling better. Now, yeah. you mentioned there are some resources that are available for people living with CLL and other blood cancers, as well as their caregivers. Can you share those with us? Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, three things I want to mention. Um, one is please talk to your healthcare team and don't just talk about your the physical issues. Uh, talk about the emotional issues too and ask for help. And, and these, there's a lot of good resources, especially oncology nurses and social workers are terrific resources. Uh, the second is if family or, or friends want to volunteer to help, say yes. 
they say, geez, I want to make you a meal. Say, super, make lasagna on Wednesday and bring it at six o'clock because people want specific uh, directions on how they can help. The third is uh, go to, please, understandbloodcancer.com. It's a great website, understandbloodcancer.com, because it addresses not just the physical uh, medical issues for patients with CLL and their caregivers, but also the emotional as the journey as well. And finally, um, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society is LLS.org, another great website that's a very holistic one. So use those as resources too. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And again, those websites, um, their website is understandbloodcancer.com and LLS.org. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely visit those websites. Definitely visit those websites and also talk to your healthcare provider about what you're feeling emotionally, whether you're a patient or a caregiver. Um, Definitely have that conversation with them. And that way you can add to that community that's helping you to manage your condition and continue to live a healthy lifestyle. I wanna thank you so much, doctor, for joining me today. Thank you so much for sharing your personal story as well. And I wish the best to you and your wife. Thank you for all that you're doing for the health community. Thank you so much.